0: We are gathered, as always, in this space together for I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring on the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, a multi-level marketing scam, and I am joined, <laughs> as always,
1: by my co-host... Oh, I am Noah Tarno, founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Not a scam in any way, although a disgruntled client—not even client, attendee. Did I tell you that story a couple years ago when the woman wrote the angry Facebook message and called us a scam? Wow! And Alice Swenson responded. Alice mm. Swenson, friend of friend of mine, friend of the show. Uh, she responded to this woman on Facebook and it became the sniping war back and forth. Cool. I don't know what got under this woman's collar because the joke is she was an attendee at the event, but the actual client raved about it, loved the event. You know, right. the person who was actually in charge of hiring us and paying us. So I don't know what we, we kicked this woman's dog or something. Well, but she's... She's, she she called she called the whole business a scam. I, I don't know. My theory is that she is one of these people, you know, we play a game and she lost and she couldn't handle losing. Yes. Right. She couldn't get in the spirit of having fun.
0: So Noah, trans, uh, transitioning to our topic this week, on our pivot yeah. from from yeah. our our front of the show yep. banter, we are talking this kiss, week,
1: kiss, kissing the asses of our friends and denigrating people who insulted us once two years ago.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's and and pulling bad. the curtain back and giving some people a little, little glimpses of the chemistry, the friendship that we shared here since yeah 1970, nice. since the early 70s disco era when we
1: innovated this form yes. that we were discussing yes. this week. We, we were the original <laughs> punks. The original meaning of punk. Which I'd forgotten about. I knew that punk had a meaning. This meaning I kinda I, it sounded familiar, but I hadn't I hadn't really thought about it, that it had a different pop cultural meaning in the early seventies. Which we're gonna which we're gonna yeah, hint at today. I did not
0: know that. I just I know the F word, which is, you know, the same thing. You're talking about a fire starter or something like that. I, I didn't know that F punk word. was also included in there as well f a g yes. it's it's a bundle it's a
1: bundle of sticks that you used as a primer for fires I have heard that the idea that that's why gay people are called that I have heard from a very credible source someone I know who is both a a genius a culture critic and a homosexual that that is a complete myth okay take that as you will I'm not going to shout that person out because i'm ninety nine point eight percent certain he's never listened to our show yeah. so yeah, and I right.
0: am neither a genius nor a homosexual, so I'm probably right. out of my depth. But right. uh, speaking of being out of our depth, we are discussing this week. No, only 48 years late. We are talking about. <laughs> well, no, but there's a modern relevance to it, and no, we got to keep our
1: eye on the ball. There's a but- reason it's happening now, and the New York Times wrote about. It.
0: I don't know if I can think of something that we're talking about that was literally older, even though it has a new relevance to it, and, you know, a spin, that the reason why this is in front of us. We're talking about something called whacking. That is W-A-A-C-K-I-N-G, whacking, uh, which is a form of street dance, a club dance, as it were, that emanated in the um, disco clubs of Los Angeles during the 1970s, uh, primarily, you know, the, the gay discos. The style, as it was originally formed, was typically done to 70s disco music. It, you know, it's a dancing, it's mainly distinguished... by by rotational arm movements overhead, with the addition of posing an emphasis on expressiveness. It emerged as a social dance set to disco in the underground clubs where people had a freedom behind closed doors to express oneself, to live your sexual bent the way you could not in public. So this was part of the culture. Now, I mean there's a number of things that are like this, obviously. You have drag, which has been around for many, 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 many years, centuries if you if you want to call it that. So there's many cultural precincts, but this is this is sort of one of them, and I wasn't aware of this before we started talking about it. This in particular was an unencumbered expression of personality by gay men of color, I think was what the difference was, these were black and Latin men back in a day where it wasn't safe in any culture to be homosexual while black and or Latin. So some of its originers, as Noah had alluded to it up front, was reclaiming the word punking. Yes, and I too did not ha- know that there was a real meaning for this beyond the idea of punk rock. So it was a phobic slur that people were using, hence they called themselves punks, even if it had nothing to do with mohawk haircuts or Johnny Rotten or something like that. The Or the idea was whacking with an H but then some practitioners changed it by getting rid of the H because whacking, you know, is a violent strike on somebody else or to kill somebody. And they were trying to neuter it. There's a couple of people eventually changed the name to whacking with no H and a double A. Many of these people died as a lot of homosexual trailblazers did from the 1970s. They did not. A- make- as, you, as
1: you're as you saying this, Bill, there's the, the the bell is tolling in the background. The yeah, that's it. true. It's I'm, I Oddly it poetic. Yeah. Term. Yeah.
0: As a whole generation of gay men were deleted, uh, this is the story in whacking as many things so the style largely disappeared and it was embraced it looked like my research said in the early 2000s mid 2000s where you had a couple of hardcores who were trying to repopulate it almost like transplanting cuttings of tree that you'd save for a while and it picked back up again now we can discuss how this intersects with like voguing and other traditional the gay ballroom scene that was that was chronicled in Paris is burning and you know there's a lot of distinctly disco based gay forms of dance expression that i'm not i don't have the kind of sociology uh, background it would take to describe it but the reason why we're talking about this now is because it is a sensation on TikTok, as all things are. Anything as we everything. talk about this show,
1: as everything is, it's not- We, we are all
0: TikTok. Are we human or are we dancer? Precisely.
1: You pretty much covered it. I found one factoid in a very unreliable website that I thought was funny was that whacking, WAA comes from, it's an ac- a semi-acronym for wild, uh, waving arms. You brought up voguing sort of, but voguing sort of seems like a cousin to it. It employs, employs, implies employs, employs. It incorporates. It's many of the voguing movements, the kind of drawn from Hollywood, kind of not really mocking, but calling back to the posing that is um, reminiscent of early Hollywood. And and I read a, a bunch of articles and saw a few videos about this. And a lot of them seem like people pulling stuff out of their ass. So another thing I saw that said it was originally called the dance style was called Garbo because it was like looking like Greta Garbo and all that. So that's a definite callback there. So Voguing seems like a cousin of this. And then it came back in the 2000s in this underground scene. And then like so many other things, it's on TikTok. And like so many other things, it could trace its roots back to the gays, the people of color, the gay people of color. Some people would say it was stolen from them. But as I've said on the show many times, I'm always skeptical of ideas that of cultural concepts and memes being, quote-unquote, stolen from less advantaged communities simply because I don't think it counts as stolen if no one is actually getting monetarily ripped off. But that's so every, Everybody died, too. It's
0: almost like whoever you're going to steal it from was more or less yeah. inhabited, from what I understood. Yeah, but.
1: and I don't really see a lot of people making a lot of money off uh, whacking. Did Madonna steal voguing? Madonna got... I, I, the, I mean, I,
0: she was given the grace. I think that whatever it is right, she well, took or used, yeah. it was heartily embraced.
1: Right, and it was credited to the right people you know when i first looked at this i'm i was shocked shocked i had never heard the term whacking before because i've seen this style of dance a million times over i have some passing familiarity with the queer club scene of the late 70s not that i not that i was there but that like i know kind of what it was about of course i know the story of how it was absolutely decimated by aids but i looked at this and i'm like this is just dancing this is just high energy dancing or what i might call hip-hop dancing right mm-hmm. i didn't really know how to define this and what i found unbelievably frustrating was like i watched videos and all these people like What is whacking? And they never fucking explain it. Whacking is about drama. Well, that doesn't answer my fucking question. Like, lots of things are about drama, right? What is the definition of whacking versus voguing, versus crumping? You know, I'm thinking of other dances that seem to have some link to it. Versus fucking me getting out on the dance floor at a theater cast party at my college and dancing like a spastic. What defines it? And the best I can gather is it's the... The waving arm movements. Now, I've watched now enough whacking videos to say, all right, now I feel like I can tell what whacking is, even if I can't define it. I can look at a video and go, that's whacking. That's probably not whacking. I think I've done some version of this myself at those cast parties, whatever opportunities I've had to dance in the last 30 years whatever. I see why it was a gay club scene thing. It's very energetic. It's very... Uninhibited, And especially in those days, you know, people felt they couldn't be themselves in mainstream society. So the clubs were the places they could go. I also think the style of whacking has a very strong, stereotypically feminine tilt to it. And you could see how a man might dance like that in public now, but especially in the 70s, and make himself the object of score, right? Yeah, exactly. But he, yeah. he can embrace that, for lack of a better term, femininity or not traditional masculinity, maybe more to the point. In a gay club and, and be who he wanted to be. So then I look at these videos on TikTok and I notice something really interesting. There's a ton of them. And they're good for TikTok because TikTok, you know, the, the looping six or seven second videos. And, and TikTok, you got to get people's attention because it's so easy to swipe. So they're very high energy. The arm movements are very attention grabbing. Uh, one of the hallmarks seems to be that you time the movements with the music. And you look at these people and these people are talented, they're good, they're entertaining. But it's like a quick hit of entertainment, so it doesn't have the value beyond six seconds. So it's perfect for TikTok. But I don't know if you noticed this. I went through dozens of these. There were men. There were women. There were people who, you know, maybe somewhere in between. There were black people. There were Latin people. There were you know, Southeast Asian people. There were East Asian people. uh, There were people who I'm gonna guess are not fully heterosexual. uh, But I saw very few white people. And again, you know, I don't know for sure some of these people. But nine out of 10 of these people look like people of color to me. And when I'd stop and look at the white people, again, I have no idea of knowing for sure. If they weren't queer in some form, they certainly aren't afraid of being labeled as queer the whacking style really has those elements of i'm fabulous you know the stereotypes of being a gay man although then you see like butch lesbians whacking too so it really seems to be a rejection of traditional sexual gender roles you know in that regard i'm all for it i'm like to think i'm a big supporter of people being who they are regardless of sexual ideas and mores and strictures and all that and you know i have danced this way and it's fun and and one of the things i liked about dancing not being queer myself but feeling like I could be who I am and, and I don't have to live up to some of the masculine ideals that at certain times in my life, I found hard to fulfill, right? I gotta say, I'm, I'm all for this. And if it's coming back on TikTok, it seems to be a healthy activity. It's creative, it's active, it's entertaining. So, you know, thumbs
0: up. Yeah, I agree with most of what you say in terms of who you see doing it. And, and you know, there it is a gleeful, joyful thing. And uh, the best expression that you could hope for TikTok is that it's a shared game people get to deal themselves into. You know, which is, which is nice. It, I don't see the real, like we talked about TikTok on this show many times. It's not necessarily, you can't work on a dialogue with other people, but you can respond to people in video form. If TikTok is increasing the amount of whacking in the world by people looking and then imitating and duplicating, I think it makes the proponents of whacking, it puts them in a stronger position. You know, one thing I noticed about the videos that I watched, and they were mostly people who were in their middle age, uh, even the youngest person I saw, this woman, Lockaroo, uh, who, uh, who- Wait,
1: on, on TikTok? No, 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 no. The videos that I- The, the, oh, the old videos he, of, yeah, the history. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let's, Those let's draw pro- a distinction here. There are two kinds of videos we watched for this. That's right. true. That's,
0: that's Videos mean All right, nothing. Continue, please. Saying Please, like continue. like Lockaroo like and that other woman, uh, Siraj, or I forget what her name, her name was. Right. Um, people are trying to inject an education into this. There's it, you know a little bit of like, here's what you're seeing, and here's what it is, and here's who innovated it, and here's the history, and here's how it came about, and here's what the landscape is today. And it's interesting because that's where I saw first. I did not see the TikTok videos first. I went back and I looked at the, the theory, if you would, uh, you know, the background. There was a New York Times article that came out, I think, two weeks ago where they covered it and their whole thing was like, why is whacking having a moment during the quarantine? And the New York Times talked to people who looked like they were at the earliest, the youngest 38, but probably closer to their 50s. People who were, um, had been whacking for a long time and were were seen as the people who were going around teaching it, training it. It's interesting watching people try to apply a history. Anyone who's if you're 14 to 21 years old, you see this thing online, you're going to imitate it, probably crack it off pretty well because kids are really good dancers. If you have a TikTok following, it means you're probably pretty sharp at it. You're athletic, you're mimetic, all those things. And then people are trying to say, okay, it's great that you're doing that, but let's remember where this comes from. Now, I know I've always had this impulse to say, hey, it's great that you people love XYZ, my cultural bailiwick, but here's the history of it. Here's why it matters to me. And I know that I would always get laughed at if I'm trying to like give an education trying to drop some knowledge on somebody but it seems like that is a little different here where people are trying to bring kids back to the 70s to say it's great that you're doing this thing on tiktok but here's where it comes from and it has a serious angle you know people are getting into the crisis when you're talking about this is if you want zillennials or whoever these kids are to know right That, that you want them to know where this i mean i'm not saying me but it's like i haven't necessarily noticed too many things that we talked about that had a fad or fad based on, on TikTok, where half of the messaging was trying to throw people back to the origin. Because most of the time, people don't give a shit where something comes from. In fact, they think information and fact is an anathema. They just want to do something as a, you know, wild spastic exploration of what the body can do without even putting any kind of rigorousness or reading about it. That's mostly people don't want that. And it's fun, funny. Weirdly ironic to see people doing the same thing about this dance that I do with Dune, for instance, or I do with Captain America or or GI Joe. You know, there's a long history. If you really want to know what the Vision was up to <laughs> back in the 1980s, you know, I could say the same. It's very thing. important. It's yeah. very right. That's the thing. It's all very important. So I I did it, but I I'm going to close out the segment by saying. Uh, I find dance to be a little bit of a tough topic. It's it's a wiggly thing for me to hold on to because I think dance is kind of inscrutable. I understand there's a lot of technique and there could be beauty to it. But if people tell me that there's like a text buried into movement arts, that's where you lose me. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that really? doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. And And I find this dance to be... You said it perfectly in terms of people were just throwing out adjectives to say what this is. And I'm like, I understand that it's a code. If somebody says to you, oh, it's drama, it's femininity, it's self-expression, it's like, okay. And food is nutritious and food is tasty, (laughs) but it doesn't tell me what's in food or how you make it. You're just describing something. And it's like, you could do better than that. You can do, you can do way better than that. But some of that is because we, as a cultural, a culture and a cultural society have lost the ability to describe things. We don't have a vocabulary anymore But people aren't taught to ruminate on how you would describe something. People get to look at it, Marvel, with their mouth agape and say, it's like a movie. It's like a movie. It's like a movie. And that's the most expression you can get out of people. And I'm not saying that's specific to this, but it's like, you know, you do have people who don't have a language to describe things in the world.
1: Look, I I hear you. I don't have a problem seeing history and dance. In fact, I find that kind of interesting. I have a similar problem with visual art, but I'm often frustrated by, like, the wall text at museums when it says something like, by putting this here, it is expressing how blah, 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 blah. And I always want to go like, well, if you have to tell me it's expressing it, it's not expressing it. That's my knee-jerk reaction. I step back and I go, well, why Why is it any less valid than music criticism? Which is a career I, I once thought I would enter. I don't know, but there's something about visual art that does that. I don't know if that's the same thing you're complaining about. My point is, I think particularly with a visual art like dance... It requires less explanation. It's okay if the woman just says whacking is dance. Because if I look at a bunch of whacking videos, I can tell you what whacking is. Oh, it's the arm movements. I see the commonalities. It's the high energy. We can, we can grouse about them not explaining it well, but on the other hand, how important is it really that they explain it?
0: Since its resurgence into the modern dance world in 2003, via dance legend Brian Greene, whacking has quickly become a cult classic for dancers and disco enthusiasts
1: all over the world. So why is it caught on on TikTok? Why did the New York Times run an article about it? This this oldest topic of anything we'd ever looked at at the show. You could
0: point to TikTok as this thing that every cultural trend or a lot of cultural trend can be run through and the short form the repetition the fact that there's such a young user base for this everything is new to them they're like babies right you go around the corner they have no object permanence as far as they know they invented all movement no one danced before they did on camera because right. they, they don't know anything right. previous to 2012 probably when they were born uh, it's the perfect visual medium to do a game of tag a sort of communal game where everybody adds or pluses the medium, uh, the message before it. You can imitate it. People are already doing all this fun dancing shit on TikTok. Why would this not, as a visual signifier, why would this not also blow up too? Kids are very excitable. These are young people who tend to be doing. It. I mean, the, the practitioners of whacking all over the world are uh, obviously of different ages. Uh, it's not just kids. But we're talking about the TikTok angles. What makes it popular? From what I saw, one of these people, Lockaroo, has traveled. The world she was like in Kazakhstan teaching kids yeah. in Almaty yeah. you know that's yeah. not that's not tiktok that is a larger thing that's any dance that would be
1: classical ballet or or jazz I, tap let me just underline what i said before like i think that's fantastic and that's one of the things I like about dance is dance has a universality to it. I remember once having this thought watching people dancing and saying like, if aliens came down, dancing would be one of the few things they understood. For lack of a better term, it's a mating ritual, but but not even that specific. It's just energy. It's just letting out energy and living. And there's a commonality. We all move. We all have energy. I mean, not to put too much of a kumbaya spin on it, but if this like gets people together and on a common ground, expending positive energy all over the world. Like, my God, in this day and age, that's fucking awesome. So is that your uh, answer as to why it's popular? I think it's it's good for TikTok because TikTok needs the high energy, the attention-getting thing. Like, when we were investigating TikTok, I spent a lot of time looking at this girl, Charlie D'Amico, who I believe is the the, most followed person on TikTok.
0: And the wealthiest person. And I don't
1: know if... Is she, really? So I don't know if anything Charlie D'Amico does would be counted as whacking, but I was reminded of her in my limited TikTok understanding in that it was very much this kind of physical lip syncing like you're making movements to the music and it looks almost perfectly timed and I saw a lot of that but it's with hand movements and not lip syncing which Charlie D'Amico does a lot of it is really well suited for TikTok we're in an era where at least some people are really trying to fight back against toxic masculinity people having to conform to outdated or restrictive gender roles I mean it really sounds like the roots of whacking are in this world that was really fighting against that it was almost a life or death thing right and the club was the only place you could do that and now you know 50 years later or whatever we're in a world where there's more representation of that than ever before i mean goddamn! 10 years ago did you know one transgender person no i don't think i did i may have known people
0: without knowing you know
1: what i mean yes you probably yes you probably did despite what some people might want you to believe we're in an era where we're breaking down those walls if this is a style of performance that embraces that i mean it seems like a minor blow against that just a guy not being afraid to be kind of gay seeming in public in a very ostentatious way. Uh, We're in a world where people people are hungry for that and they want that. We're also in a world where people are working hard to be anti-racist and for more representation. And I can't put my finger on it, but for whatever reason, if this is a style of performance that has more currency with people of color than white people, you know, it's gonna get more attention these days.
0: Poor gay kids from the ghettos of Los Angeles created punking
1: as an expression from oppression.
0: No, tell me something about you as a young man, travel back to those days, put yourself behind those eyes. Would you have liked this as a kid?
1: I did like this as a kid, and I did dance like this in college. I mean, I wasn't quite so ostentatious, but like I say, I think about those parties and I was not afraid to be high energy and to shed some of the stoic masculinity that seems to stick with us and in our culture. And again, might be one of many reasons why I didn't get laid much in college. So I think I'd definitely be into it now more so. And if I were making TikTok videos, I might literally be the one white guy making, not the one, one of the few white guys, although I'm Jewish, so I'm not white anymore. Mm. uh, I might be one of the few white guys making uh, whacking videos. You've been redistricted. Scary trends out there, my friend.
0: No, you're right. I like that people like dance. I don't dance a whole lot. I do silly dancing at weddings and stuff like that, but I don't seek dance out in particular. And I have a weird contentious relationship with dance as an art form too, like as a spectating thing because I need clear text to anything. And there's there's mm-hmm. one thing to why, I mean, you know, in a lot of dance... Is sold to you as having some sort of text. I'm not just talking about going to the Metropolitan Ballet or something like that, or or somebody you know, you know, some show of some dude who's in modern dance, and they you know they choreograph their own show that is you know Eurydice or something like that. It's all done through dance without text. You know, one of the things that I you know I don't know if you you did Sleep No More right, Noah back in in New York. I never went to that. Okay. Huge regret. Yeah, you probably would like it. I, I was totally cold by, you know, Sleep No More is essentially uh, Macbeth told through movement arts, through dance. Right. And, and it's inside right. of a gigantic warehouse type environment that's, you know, th- th- the show is happening in the round around you. You wear, a, you wear a plague mask. Actors will come in in character and they will do a dance and it's supposed to somehow relate back to Macbeth but none of it made any goddamn sense to me because I can't read dance text I can't parse it and a little bit of that thing you know, to go go back to the top of the show the language of what this is just to me looks like helicopter spins to the arms I don't know how any of this (laughs) how any of this is you know self expression how any of this is queer identity I don't know how any of this is whatever the people say it is but I could say the same thing about most dancing like it's it's random moves somebody Along the way Developed a code for, Or many people Developed a code Everybody agreed On what the code was And and everybody understands The language They understand the symbols The movements of dance And there becomes Like an orthodoxy to it You know it's like Well here's how you do this dance Is because you memorize The vocabulary of it Or you you know You spin the things That are already there The phonics If you will of dance It's a long way of saying That as a kid None of this shit Made any sense to me And I certainly Didn't understand it I mean now I could at least say Oh I appreciate How athletic everybody is I appreciate the skill But it, it would have Left me completely cold as in our form again there is something about like this and voguing and that ballroom culture the camp the high femme worship the irony that those are all stone fortifications designed to keep me out and we were discussing this before we went hot on the mics no is that you know what that's actually Good. There are some things that should be designed to keep someone like me. I don't need to be in there, nor do I need to understand what it is. But we need to have a world where it happens. We need to have a world where it's where there's an environment for it to flourish. You know, I don't need to relate to everything if it's queer. I honestly, I understand so little of heavily, heavily queer culture. Men dressing up as women in drag. I don't understand it. I want to propitiate its existence. I want to I be in a world where it flourishes and there's
1: a lot of it. But I just don't want to have to watch any of it. See, I find that this is such... Compared to things like drag, which we talked about, and so many other things from queer culture, I find the buy in for this is close to zero. It's high energy dancing. And you can do it. You are the most self conscious guy who like is so homophobic and can't handle the slightest hint of femininity in a man what is there to turn you off here
0: when the heterosexual dance community began to fall in love with the dance and its culture they did not want to associate with the homosexual term of punk or
1: punking so they began calling the dance by other terms bill i know the bell tolls ominously didn't it just toll like five minutes ago for every, you? We've been every talking fi- way every too fifteen long. minutes, this thing goes. Every off. fifteen yeah. minutes, it's, it's just talking to you, so damn entertaining. That's true. Uh, what is there any sense of Whacking's comeback via TikTok and maybe YouTube and the the new generation? Is there any sense of that that portends darker days ahead for humanity?
0: It's another form of community people are using TikTok to build, which is, again, probably the most optimum use of TikTok in this case. This isn't a destructive force at all. It's a way for people to stitch together lines of family and community and something infectious that they share. If at the same time, people understand that it has these roots, that it did come from dispossession, it came from something that was secretive and furtive, and it was born of the frustration and the thwarted hopes of gay men in clubs and you know gay men of color no less then perhaps you can put a spotlight back on these things that were long forgotten cultural heroes whose names you know her names are either expunged from the record or they were just written in sand and washed away um it's amazing how much gay culture did not survive the crisis an entire generation of men were deleted you know this is off to the, you know off to the side but thinking about the goddamn uh pandemic we're in right now i think more people have died as a cause of corona than than did die of aids and a lot of people died of aids you know and
1: that was felt actually i'm I'm curious about that i'm gonna look that up keep talking but you had a
0: lot of people were just removed. It was a whole generation of people and a class of a class of people in specific locations in all the big American cities. Yeah, which just all of a sudden, like they were. It raptors. was a
1: community that percentage-wise yeah. was absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, so you
0: yeah. lost their effect. They were. They were. It was stillborn where the effect came and it, it, like these people's stories, their narratives, their culture, the things that they were adding into the culture just disappeared overnight. Something like that must be happening now. We are talking about so many people were just deleted in one you know, a couple of month sequence. That, that's amazing that we have to reckon with that, what that's going to be like. Just seeing all these people gone in a mass event. I mean, we have seen it before. We knew what it was like. The culture suffered for it. People, it was a lot of sadness. A lot of innovation was just, was just gone because, you know, all the gay men were permitted to die because they, they weren't chasing after AIDS tenaciously. That is the apocalypse. That could be the apocalypse, but that's a separate issue.
1: I found this stat. This is interesting. From 1981 to 1987 in the United States... 47,993 people died of AIDS. From 1988 to 1992, One and, and only 2,103 uh, had AIDS but survived. From 1988 to 1992, 181,212 died of AIDS, which has got to be ridiculously close to the number of people who died of coronavirus. Now, that was over a six-year inclusive period as opposed to- Six uh, months. Four-year, five-year inclusive period, rather, I'm sorry, as opposed to six months. Uh, And like we said, it was was this one sector of culture that was deleted. Uh, Okay, so yeah, not the apocalypse. In fact, for some reasons I said before, it might be a good thing. I'm sure there were some that will argue that you're for lack of a better term, whitewashing the gay Latin black experience. Although, like I said, on TikTok, they still look like POCs to me, most of these people, Uh, that by mainstreaming this, you're taking something vital away. But everything I've seen, I saw, seemed to talk about its underground queer club roots. So you're not really deleting that culture there. And, you know, exercise is good these days. Hard work is good these days. Energy is good these days. Talent, everyone dancing, every young person dancing, pretty much every TikTok video I watch, these people are good. These people worked on this yeah, shit. Yeah, they're really good. I give them credit. They're not like, you know, video game playthrough assholes. They're, they're good. This is talent. This is hard work. This is what we want. I am impressed with the young generation. They are tough. They are hardworking. I mean, I'm generalizing, but compared to our generation and certainly compared to the baby boomers who fucking suck. Kind of opposite apocalypse here. This isn't going to save us all, but it points in the right direction. This is Samara Cohen. But when she leaves the house... <laughs> She's known internationally as Princess Room, the queen of whacking. No, Turno, tell me
0: finally, yeah. does this inspire any kind of jealousy?
1: Yeah, I wish I could move like that. Interesting. I mean, I can dance. I got rhythm, you know? Mm -hmm. Who can ask for anything
0: more? But you have have enthusiasm. More than rhythm, I think you have enthusiasm, infectious, uh, and the the ability and the willingness to experiment. I remember dancing
1: my fucking nuts off at your wedding, dude. Yeah, sure. I remember remember that. that. I remember, really, your wedding. Your wedding was fun. What was that, 05 or 06? That was 05. 05. Jesus. You know what I loved about your wedding? That was like a two-year period where I walked to your wedding. From my apartment because it was in Union Square and I lived on 8th Avenue. And it was like a two-year period where like the only weddings I went to were your wedding. I remember going to a wedding in Times Square. We had this policy that like I will not go to any wedding that I can't take public transport to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i remember 2004 twice i had to fly to austin texas for a wedding so i was like oh great i can just walk to union square for a wedding dance i'm I am not trained but dancing is one of the things i can do and more of the point there are very few physical things i can do right i'm not an athlete in any way anything physical i can do i'm really proud of so i wish i were this good and getting back to like oh would you like this if you were a kid like I like to think that if I were a kid now, I'd be like Mr. Fucking whacking on TikTok. And I don't think it's that hard to believe. And if I had gotten into something like that and worked at that, I might be in better physical shape now, which I would appreciate more as I enter the second half of my 40s.
0: You know, I'm not jealous of the dancing myself. This is one of those topics, again, where I'm jealous of the the TikTok native. I'm definitely on social media. I understand that. But there's a different thing going on with TikTok that I think really speaks to the future. The way TikTok is a new form of communicating that I think that we might be able to adopt as a second or third language, but certainly not native. So it's something like this that I realize, well, I'm not just seeing the dance. I'm not just seeing all these people pitch into the dance, but what I'm watching is all these people who use TikTok as just fluency also i don't think there's a place for me on tiktok i don't need to know it i'm not gonna i'm not knowing <laughs> making... there's
1: no place for you on tiktok
0: <laughs> i couldn't make tiktok videos i don't get any joy out of why wa- i get joy out of watching them but it's just it's ephemeral it's like vine something happens and it passes right over me and it's not something i can engage with i can't i can't talk back to it i can't respond to it it doesn't it doesn't work Quite that way. Also, all the faces on TikTok do look like they're under 23 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're old men here. And they, again, going back to the thing I said about what I've liked it, I mean, it's it's kind of designed for me to not be inside of it. So our final segment is the Felonian scale, the XYZ axis, of all the topics using, uh, well, we're still
1: using Jimmy Fallon as a zero base, but where would you put whacking Noah on this scale? So comparing it to something we talked about another queer topic is uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a much cheaper buy-in it seems you know. I told you I've had some misgivings about drag that I have none of here. So this is like twenty degrees. Turn turn the dial twenty degrees up from drag right. from RuPaul's Drag Race. How about that? Yeah, I think that's so. It's, fair. it's 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 probably in the in the in the highest quadrants. I put this solidly in the middle, over fifty
0: percent. Partially because it's dance. Like I can appreciate it, but I just don't give a fuck about it. I don't. I don't particularly like it. I'm I gla- kind of
1: like it. No, but I do like it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You no.
0: You do. I. You yeah. have you have no soul. I, we already went over this. I have no soul. Yes. I have a piece of coal that pumps black oil around my body instead of a heart and blood. Um, so I, I'm going to have to equate this in the best way possible with like acai bowls and slime. <laughs> things that look like a lot of fun. People have a lot of fun using them. Uh, and there are younger crowds who are into both these things. And I could even try it myself, but I'm not going to be slime native and I'm not going to be acai bowl native. So
1: slime native. Has anyone ever used that term before? Slime native sounds like like a Misfits album or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that takes us to the end of another episode. If you'd like to find
0: past shows, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill's Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. I am on Twitter at William Scurry. My video content is on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash
1: amcaesar. And now Noah, go go Uh, bigquisting bigquisting.com you will not think we're a scam Uh, virtual trivia events (laughs) happening everywhere we're keeping busy we're having fun we just booked uh, this is pretty exciting a 21 event series though they're all um, they're all 15 minutes long for Kohler the company that makes faucets so that'll be intriguing uh, they're actually going to get some of their people together in showrooms and small teams, but like each team will be in a room, distanced, yelling across the room. Uh, this, is, this is a wacky new world of trivia events, folks. And then hopefully back to the in person events soon. We do also occasionally do um, public virtual trivia events. We have a fun one coming up this Friday. We've been doing a series with the San Francisco Historical Society, San Francisco history and culture trivia uh great city for a quiz this is our third one and i'm not even coming close to running out of fun stuff to play with so learn more at bigquizthing.com uh or our facebook page and uh yeah inquire today about your own custom trivia event thank you so get out there and start whacking everybody
0: because we don't get it
1: a production of american caesar enterprises 2020